Welcome back to Nortex Radio, episode 16. It is December 20th. Uh, yesterday, start with the boys. 21-6 W versus the New York football giants. Uh, that's, a, that's a sweep. That's a huge win. Um, season sweep, and, man, we looked good. We looked, we looked good on the defensive side of the ball. Shit oh, yeah. Was, shit was electric. Uh, not not a defense I want to run across. Um, no. Especially the three teams that we have coming up. We'll get in here, chop it up, discuss it. Um, yesterday was a big day in football, not only for us. Um, playoff movement, stuff like that. And that defense, defense looked dangerous, man. Hey, the big D from big D. Big D energy. Big D's yep. everywhere. Just, that's it. Just, <laughs> fucking big D's everywhere. Man, and they say defense wins championships. So we're still not hitting the panic button. So everybody chill the fuck out. Uh, yeah, that fucking defense, man. We gave up two field goals. Kept them out of the end zone. Anytime yep. you can do that, you got a, you got a damn good chance to win. Uh, it seemed like we had more. We had a lot of pressure. Um, I believe we had one sack. Um, held them six for 14 on third downs, one for three on fourth. Fumble recovery and three picks, uh, four turnovers. That's – you can't ask more. That you fucking can't. defense is great. And we're, we're still uh, – Odigizua wasn't there. And we still – we're so fucking deep on that line that – any offensive line is going to have hell to pay. Yeah, that that line looked ridiculous, man. Like you said, uh, one sack, but the pressure was so consistent. But I, I fucking Neville Gallimore is literally barreling through players. I love like, that man. Yeah, he's uh, like it's it's incredible. Uh, it was it was fun as hell to watch. And like you said, um, defense wins championships, man. Um, there's still a lot of Big media speculation out there about oh, the Cowboys aren't ready. Uh, I read an article earlier coming from I think it was like Fox NFL or something like that. Oh, Cowboys aren't a, aren't a team that's going to push in the playoffs. Um, we'll get into that. We know the offense didn't play spectacular, and the fucking the fucking defense, man. They, uh, I mean, they kept us from being a game. Easy, oh yeah, like, handily. It, it was fun for them. They they're fucking loving it. Yeah, and and you can't complain about that at all. I mean, when guys are dominating that hard, like have that much control of the game, like you can't stop them, and you see them fuckers smiling and laughing, you're in trouble because they're not worried about a damn thing. Right. Uh, Jesus, fucking talk about that line. Marcus Lawrence, dude, was yeah. making all kinds of plays. Uh Four tackles, one assist. Uh, had the tip ball led to, uh, I believe, Jordan Lewis's pick. I mean, the lo- the defense is fun to watch. I know we have a little iffy in the secondary, but that defensive line is fucking unbelievable. Like, it's got to be an offensive line's coach nightmare every time the Cowboys come to play, especially in the NFC East when you got to do it twice. <laughs> yeah, DeMarcus Lawrence was long overdue. Um he knew it. Everybody knew it. He just, I mean, aside from one other person that I think had a great defensive game, that like he just exploded. He this has been long overdue. He's been waiting on a game like that. He came out. He is pressuring 75, 80% of the plays he's involved in. Um <laughs> dude, man. If if this defense is here to stay, like I'm I'm all about it. This is it's- I've heard. Everything from this this looks like a 90s style defense. Like yeah. you've got you have Trey Diggs, who's now uh, you know, he's 10 picks on the year. So now we're looking at Everson Wall's record from the fucking early 80s. Like that record yeah. hasn't even been close to touch in what is that 40 years? Yeah. And we got three games left. Yeah, three games left for uh Trey Diggs to get one pick to tie, two for it. I mean. We are very much looking like a defensive franchise. Uh, it's, it's cool. It's definitely cool. Yeah. 
You mentioned the Diggs pick. Yeah, it's so fucking nice because the defense is playing lights out. Like you said, everybody's been taught for years. Defense wins championships. Our offense is fucking good. We've been a little rough the past couple weeks. People go through rough spells. I mean, unless you're fucking Tom Brady and some of those ridiculous Patriot teams, people go through rough spells. The Chiefs go through rough spells. I mean, it fucking happens. There's no need to panic. They're going to figure it out. C.D. Lamb had a bad day, three drops. Hey, it happens. That was his day. You think he's going to do it next week? I fucking highly doubt it. You think he does it again this year? I fucking highly doubt it. The rest of the year. That's how good he is. Everybody has a bad day. We go through slumps. It's sports. Our defense plays this fucking good, and our offense with all those weapons click come January, we're going to be a tough, tough team to beat. And our line looks like it's half-assed starting to figure it out on the offensive side, which has been probably the biggest question mark on the whole team this year. And it's like they're finally getting it. They're knowing their roles. They're accepting their roles. And it's even the movements, fucking McGovern playing the fucking fullback or whatever. You switch it up and you throw Connor Williams back there. I I had a stat on Connor Williams. Connor Williams played fucking great yesterday. And I have been a huge Connor Williams, like, critic since we've drafted. The offensive line really, really impressed me yesterday. I mean, they, they, it's like they're figuring it out, which is what has worried me all year. So, no need to panic on the Dak. Um, he's going to get us together. Yeah, our running backs are a little banged up, but not too bad. Um, they said Zeke can't hurt himself any worse, so he's going to be out there. He wore the brace yesterday for uh, just extra protection in case he got rolled up. But we're – if you're a fucking Cowboy fan, it's it's a good day. It's a good time to be a Cowboy. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, just to hit on what you said about the offensive line, like the biggest flaw that I saw yesterday was Zach Martin with a false start just mowing over Tyler Biotish. Yeah. <laughs> like, if that's if that's the biggest problem we have from this offensive line, I'll take it. If our if our veteran guard is just a little antsy because he's that juiced up that yeah. he mows over his own center and almost takes out the other guard, I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm I'm totally fine with that. So yeah, the, the best player on our team. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I mean we say that we got number eleven on the other side of the ball. That motherfucker might be the best player on the team. So yeah, I think the line looked great, especially with you said all the um Connor Williams just hit and miss the five games where he hasn't played, he's played minimal, um, all of that stuff. He got his shit together. I don't know if there was a set down talk to, I don't know if it's this jumbo package changing things up shit we got. I, I don't know what it is, but it definitely looks good. Dude, both lines. I, go ahead. Yeah, both lines. They just fucking very, very impressive game. Both both sides of the ball. I love fucking love that jumbo package, dude. Even even the one with Williams McGovern back there with Zeke. But it fires me up even more when you got them and then you move Zeke up to a half-ass, like, fullback, H-back. Yeah. And then you got C.D. Lamb, who's just a fucking athlete who can make all kinds of plays happen. And, we, shit, we've hit on it probably every fucking episode on how good of a pass blocker Zeke is. Some bitch can run block, too. He's not afraid to hit somebody. And then you got the most athletic guy on the team just fucking going to town. That, that jumbo package is beautiful. And it is going to come in key in January. I guarantee it. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, I'm very glad that the rest of uh, whatever you want to call it, media or whatever is finally getting on board and understanding what C.D. Lamb can do with the ball in open field. Jeff Schwartz said that yesterday. He was like, oh, he's pretty, you know, he, he might be one of the most dangerous players with the ball in open field. Like, yeah, man, we've been fucking saying that since yeah. we started this. Like, oh, yeah. So when he's in at that tailback position, like that's a that's a complete game changer because he's already got roughly, I mean, five yards to work with. If that that's not even counting moving laterally. Yeah. So, and like you said, one of the whatever you want to call Zeke, like bulkiest, chunkiest, like 
he loves to block for a, for a running back of his stature <laughs> and his pedigree. Like he loves doing that. So that jumbo package, uh, you drop Zeke down to the H back, the little fullback slot, whatever. It, it's this weird variety that we came up with at some point during the season. It is fucking working wonders. So. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Break. Uh, no one, no one knows what to look for when that shit happens. So you don't. You have no idea. And you're getting a hit in the fucking mouth. Yep. <laughs> uh, Dak, 28-37, 217 yards, one TD. Um, not just outstanding, but, hey, it's a good day. We we will never complain about that. Like, we hit on the past couple of weeks that we've won like that. As long as we're winning, we're good. Um, not a bad performance. Uh, Tony Pollard, 12 rushes, 74 yards. Zeke, 16 for 52 and one tutty. Um we would love to see the running backs to kind of get more back into those like breakout performances, but I mean, they are a little banged up. So, I mean, and that might be why we're throwing that jumbo package in more often letting, yeah. letting CD get a little, a little more reps back there. But I mean, hell say that, but is Zeke really that hurt whenever he's out there fucking just hitting people? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, my, Offense, defense, I was happy with. I was pleased. Fucking astounded with the defense. Offense, a little rough. Special teams is good and bad. Do we worry about Greg Zerlock? I mean, I don't know. I just <laughs> – I don't – I'm not a kicker, I guess, so I can't sit here and relate. But I feel like seeing as how the extra point is only worth one point, it would seem to be the easier of field goals. Um and he makes the, the regular field goals. Yeah. But not the extra point. But not the extra point. Like, at some point, do we say fuck it and go for two? I mean, if that's, you're gonna throw that, if you're gonna throw that jumbo package out there. That's that's what I was about to say. There you go. Throw the jumbo package out there. Yeah. Fuck, I would love that. Yeah. So I'd I don't. I don't mind worrying about him. It is, it's very weird to me that he does. I mean, he was he three for three, right? Aside from yeah, the extra three point, he missed, missed both extra points, but he's three for three. Yeah. So I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. It, it, fucking everybody's saying it's a weird season for kickers. Like Mason Crosby leads the league in missed field goals, which is fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know, but I definitely think it's not crazy to, I'm with you. It's not crazy to sit out here and throw this jumbo package out as often as we can afford to. Like, especially yeah. if you're on the fucking two and a half yard line. And man, now that I really think about it, was it the jumbo package when we did, what was it a play action for McGovern, but he was covered. Oh yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Look how beautiful that is. And dude, now my brain's just fucking swirling. Bro. Just rolling. You get, say, a fucking Jarwin back come January. Throw him back there. Him and Zeke with CD behind him. Or you can throw one of the line back in there. But then you can still block. Or you actually have a route. Oh, my God. I love yeah. the jumbo. Yeah, there's, there's – a, a plethora of options coming out of that. You have a route runner coming out of the backfield. There's still nothing saying we don't put someone outside. Like there's, it, it, it's still open. It's like, I mean, you still, we have never seen Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup in that jumbo package. So it's pretty safe to bet that they're still going to be out on a, oh, yeah. on a route. Yeah. So and both now, of those two can go up and get it. So if now if you if you're focusing eight men in the box on whatever's going to come out of this jumbo package, then one or if not both of those are going to be in single coverage. Oh yeah. So if you have both of them in single coverage with one safety over the top and some defense has the other eight guys in the box, and then you're looking at a tight end and or Ezekiel Elliott type player in there yeah. for pass protection out of oh, that yeah. set. So. So it's, I think we, it's dangerous. And we haven't really deep. seen Zeke come out of the backfield on that yet either. Yep. It's very, very dangerous. 
Triple option. Yeah. I don't. There's a lot of shit that Kellen Moore. Yeah. Probably has in his back pocket right now. That's kind of. I feel like he may be holding himself back from throttling that just just so no one sees all the options yet. And and I like that because yep. what we're fucking 10 and 4 uh we're second in the NFC. We we'll, we should probably lock up the division next week. Um we're fighting now for fucking we're not even worried about the division now. We're fighting for first round bye. So we, yeah. we would be sitting great for a first round bye if stupid fucking the Baltimore Ravens and John Harbaugh yeah, didn't go, didn't go for two. Like you have Justin, you have Justin fucking Tucker made kick the extra point. You just kicked one seventy five fucking yards. Yeah, why do you not <laughs> kick the extra point there? You kick the extra point, and there's a chance that Baltimore beats Green Bay, and now we're in a tie for first. Exactly. So yeah, so we're not cool. even worried about the division anymore. Yeah, yeah, we should be. So yeah, keep keep that. I mean, yeah, you want the jumbo package out there when you need it every once in a while, but and I mean, and now we want to win those games for that first round buy, but that number one overall seed home field advantage, but keep a lot of those in the fucking back pocket. And boy, come January, good fucking yep. luck defending that shit. Yep. God, I can't wait. I'm especially, yeah, I, it, I'm it's, it's a multitude. It's especially if all you've seen is the same thing out of that jumbo set, like your only option is to play for that. And if Kellen Moore has, a multitude of options coming out of that set that no one's ever seen. I mean, you can't play for something that you haven't seen. Oh yeah. So, so if, if all you've studied as the fucking Eagles or whatever in, you know, three weeks from now is, Oh, when this jumbo set happens, this is what they run out of it. Yeah. I mean, but all right. Curveball. So I think it's dangerous. It's super fucking dangerous, man. I hope, I hope we see some of it. And I, I think like you said, we're going to see, um, some crazy shit coming out of it in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Next week, we got Sunday night football with the what-the-fuck football team. Um, I'm not worried. Just go ahead and no. let's go win the division. They're, they're COVID-riddled this week. They play Philly tomorrow night. I mean, the game got pushed to tomorrow night. We're recording this on Monday. And the game got pushed to a Tuesday because they're COVID riddled. So um, even if they come off that, uh, it's Heineke and Taylor Allen, or is that his name? Kyle Allen, Taylor Allen, one of them. Kyle? Taylor Heineke. Yeah, T- Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen, whatever. Anyways, both their fucking quarterbacks are on the COVID list. They got some dude. Uh, oh, uh, fucking Garrett Gilbert. They signed. <laughs> <laughs> if I. If that was the story I read, right, I think it was. I think they signed Garrett Gilbert this week. Um, so there's a pretty good chance he starts tomorrow night. Um, so I, I'm kind of with you. There's nothing that I'm seeing. And we just played the fucking football team last week. Um, yeah. We made it a much closer game than we should have. So Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not super concerned. We should have won by 30. Easy. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Arizona uh, looked off their fucking rocker. So – uh, I mean, I'm we sure. may go ahead and win out, and <laughs> boy, that wouldn't be bad at all. So, I uh, I did see just fucking hitting on this real quick. I don't have the exact spot, but I was reading it earlier. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is habitually terrible in the second half of the season. Like, I think is he? I think. I think it was that same Fox NFL. Um, I'll look up the article. Um, it, it's nothing crazy. I'll probably just screen clip it. But it came – I think it was that Jeff Schwartz article. And um, it's like even at Texas Tech, like his six seasons at Texas Tech, like if he started off a season above 500, he didn't finish above 500. So obviously that's not, that's not the case with the Cardinals. But there is a consistent like second half decline. And I don't know if it's fucking something – Cliff Kingsbury's water or what, but it was a it was a crazy little. I'll I'll pull it up after we're done and I'll fucking snap that shit on. But it was uh, it's interesting how over like the last it, it's his tenth season as a coach between Texas Tech and Arizona, and he's progressively declined at the second half of every season. That's wild. It makes a lot of sense though. Looking at a. The top seedings for 
who's fighting for that top spot, Green Bay, Arizona, Tampa, and us. Um, we got what football team, Arizona, Philly to round it out. Should definitely win the two division games. Arizona could be good, but fuck. I mean, you just hit on it. Apparently, Cliff's terrible in the second half, and they looked like dog shit yesterday. And that um, game is at home for us, right? We're playing that game at home, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Arizona has the Colts next week, then come to us, and then the Seahawks. So, Colts may fucking beat them. They may lose Saturday night. Um uh, Christmas night, boy, that'd be a nice fucking Christmas present. Have them go ahead and lose before they come to us and us beat them. That'd be great. Go ahead and wrap that shit up. Um, Tampa's got Carolina, the Jets, and then Carolina again. So, fuck, man. If it comes to a down, a fucking tie with those assholes. Fucking beat us on some bullshit week one. But And then Green Bay has the Browns on Christmas Day. Then the Vikings, then the badass all of a sudden woke up Lions. But, yeah, fuck, man, that Tampa bullshit. We're in a fucking time with those assholes. Colts have won four of their last five, so that's uh, they beat the they beat the Pats Saturday, so. Yeah, and look good could, doing it, too. Yeah, maybe they could scratch the old Cowboys back a little bit and um, who, do, who do the Bucks have left? They got fucking Carolina twice and the Jets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> Man, come on, Zach Wilson. I don't even know if he's still, but fucking, I don't have a clue. Nobody knows who the quarterback is there. Yeah. I don't, I don't, and the then quarterbacks don't know who the quarterback is there. Who was it? Was it Carolina that was practicing kickers? <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. So that that's two games for them that they don't even have to fucking worry about kicking the ball. It's fucking stupid. We're gonna be the number two seed. Fucking, <laughs> I, I, I like Brady. I'm not gonna lie. I do appreciate his greatness. It is fun to be able to say I lived during his prime, watched his whole fucking career. But goddamn, fuck you, dude. Yeah. I hope we beat your fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, that is gonna. Like you said, that's frustrating as shit. That fucking goddamn week one loss. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is. Carolina is the fucking Zane Gonzalez. He fucked up his leg or whatever. And they just, so that's that hey, shit was funny. <laughs> maybe they'll pull something together. Who knows? <laughs> Do us a favor. Do us a favor. Go trade for Jeff Heath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, next week, got the Washington football team, Sunday night football. So, uh, just lock up the division. The old Mavericks. We are 14 and 15 um, this past week. We were at the game last Sunday, last time we quartered right before we went to the game. Uh, won 103 to 84. Thunder sucks, but yeah, it was a nice win. We had a good time. Uh, Moses Brown, 20 minutes, six rebounds, 15 points. Um, I made a couple of highlights in each game. Monday, 120 to 96 W over Charlotte. Uh, that game was fun as shit to watch. Trey Burke played his fucking ass off. He said, you're going to put me on the court. I'm going to stay on the court. You're not – I'm not giving you nope. to take me off. 23 minutes, three rebounds, six assists, 22 points. And then Wednesday – uh, 107 104 overtime loss to LA. Dorian Finney Smith, 43 minutes, nine rebounds, two assists, 10 points. The 43 minutes I loved on that. We've, we've, you've heard us talk about uh, Marcus Simeon not missing the fucking game. Guys that stay on the field, on the court, on the ice, what the fuck ever, stays out there playing, you gotta love it. I mean, that shows something. Um, that game sucked balls, bullshit ass. What Austin fucking Reeves throws up a three. Yeah. Has he even yep. played in an NBA game before that shit? Just minimal. Oh, yeah. I can't I mean I guarantee okay. he ain't played fucking a hundred minutes all year. Yeah. Yeah, that uh that game is frustrating as shit. The Charlotte game to me is 
similar to this fuck Cowboys game we just had. Like it's fun to watch because we were doing everything right. Almost oh, yeah. 50, almost fifty two percent from the field, forty seven percent from three. Like that that will win games against anyone. Not just oh, against yeah. Charlotte. If you're yeah. shooting over fifty percent, you're shooting forty seven percent from three. Uh, in fucking contrast, we shot fucking twenty eight percent last night. So how did that go? We fucking lost. So wasn't good. Was not good at all. And I don't I don't really think the Wolves are that good. Like they're they're close. They're not. So they have what D'Angelo Russell and Cat or whatever. So and neither one of them really played lights out. We we literally shot ourselves out of the game. Forty one fucking three point attempts last night. We got that yeah. Maxi Cleaver bullshit again. <laughs> yeah. Just fuck Jeez. man. So yeah, 20, 29% from three last night. But like you said, the Charlotte game, that's fucking – that game was great to watch. Like, I oh, watched yeah. that game. You watched that game. I watched highlights of that game. I read stories about that game. Um, it, it Fucking shooting 52% from the field, you're going to win a lot of games. Oh, yeah. So, keep keep that shit up. Yeah, I, I just had to shout out Trey Burke on that one. That, yeah. He, he got his time to shine, and he said, hey. Yeah. Jay Kidd. I'm staying out here. Watch yep. this shit. Dude, he, he, he fucking took over. That's all we all that's all we ever talk about is is the fucking role player, the next man up, like, and that's it. Like yeah. across all four franchises. Like we have a unique city area that we follow where all four of our franchises at different times have literally had to go to this next man up type philosophy. The Mavs, obviously the biggest one right now. Luca oh, yeah. is he's fucking out for whatever day to day, week to week, whatever it is with his ankle. Uh, KP leaves the game last night with a foot injury. We're dealing with COVID shit or health and safety, whatever the NBA calls it. So the Mavs are fucking, they're balls deep in this whole next man up role. And it's just like you said, like Trey Burke said, all right, I got the minutes. Like, I'm going to make something of it. We've seen oh, it yeah. all year long. Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, everyone. Uh, even early in the season, like, we were – Jalen Brunson was playing fucking lights out consistently. Yeah. Um, so, we're ninth. Western Conference is still early. We're only 30 games into the season. So, yeah. hopefully – No um, time to completely panic yet. Yeah, still. We we're need, not big we on get the panic, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I panic more about fucking shit like that. Like, what, what, what are we doing with this Luca ankle thing? Why is he, you know, are are we trying to start him back before injury to start him back? We're reaggravating shit, or do do we need to look at that a little more? Uh, that's the most concerning thing to me right now with the Mavs. Like, oh yeah. So, um, hopefully the Porzingis thing is. It, it, from what I read, um, I was listening to it last night. It's just right foot soreness, and they said the x-rays were negative. So uh, we have a little break until – was it Min- – we have Minnesota again. Oh, yeah, we got – yeah, tomorrow. So hopefully he's back for that. But I like did what you, you said, man. Did uh, – I didn't see any in-depth news on it. But uh, – and this was before – Brooklyn said that they're going to bring Kyrie for road games, whatever the fuck is going on up there. Um, there are rumors that we have talked to Brooklyn about Kyrie. I saw some headline stuff about that, yeah. Boy, come on. I yeah. love that shit. Yeah, he's a good athlete. He might be a crazy person, but he's a good athlete. Hey, he can come play on Flat Earth Dallas. I ain't going to complain. Yeah, we're all a little fucked up in the head. That's not – I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with that. He's a fucking phenomenal athlete. He wants to come to Dallas and whatever. He'll have, he'll have no problem making friends. He'll also think the earth is flat. And oh, yeah. yeah that's that's <laughs> a win-win we'll, for everybody. We'll take you on a trip down to Austin, Texas. Yeah. Stay weird. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Hundreds of people gather to watch bats fly. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know since they're bringing – Brooklyn's bringing him back for road games because he can't play home games, what the fuck is going on up there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's a nice little thing to be listening to. If, if we got Kyrie, and that might be what we need to help boost Luka, 
it's something definitely to pay attention to. But yeah, don't have any in depth news on that, but it is out there. Um, yeah, this week we got Minnesota tomorrow. Uh, Thursday we got the Bucks, and then Saturday we go to Utah on Christmas Day for the late night game. Tip off at like nine thirty. So if you like to drink with your family on Christmas, you know, start drinking at fucking ten a.m. Maybe you'll get a drunken nap in because it's going to be a late night. Yeah, yeah, that's a real late night. These fucking Western Western Conference games, Western whether it's the Stars or the Mavs or whatever. <laughs> man, I'm not going to lie. The last three years of my life have aged me fucking twenty years. Like. I, it's fucking rough with a nine nine thirty start, like, dude. Being shit. a Dallas fan is weird as fuck. Just being a, if if you are all in on Dallas sports, if you're not like you, if you're not like a fan here, a fan there, a fan here, like spread out between sports. If you just are Dallas to the fucking core with who we cover, you know how. It sucks. It fucking sucks. I mean, there are pros and there are cons, like, but it fucking sucks because we're in the Western Conference in basketball. It's West. We got to play road games. We got a shit ton of night games. The Rangers are in the AL West. We play so many fucking nine o'clock games in the regular season in the middle of the week. It is fucking brutal. The only thing I'm going to say that is half-assed cool is we do get to kind of hate, like, multiple cities. Yeah. Just because we are spread out. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I would be kind of cool just to hate, like, one specific city. Yeah. But, yeah, those fucking Western games suck balls. Yeah, it's definitely great. There's absolutely no consistency, especially, like, Cowboys yesterday at noon, uh, the fucking Mavs. Last night, the Stars are playing at home tonight, so it's 7 o'clock. But if the Stars were playing in Minnesota, it would be a later start. Or if the Stars were playing in San Jose, it'd be a 9 start. Yeah. Um, it, it's fucking nuts. Or if we're playing someone on the East Coast, like, uh, it, it is wild. It's like you said, even when baseball season comes around, um, we, we're just fucking – who knows how many Seattle games or fucking – Angels games, and you're just oh, literally, man. yeah, you're fucking like, I'm like, oh, cool, got all my shit done. I'm about to get ready for bed. Oh, all right, fucking first pitch is in 15 minutes. Like, yeah. hell yeah. And all then right. it's even worse whenever it's the year that we play the NL West. Then you're like, fuck, we just yep. like doubled down yep. on nine o'clock games. Yep. Yep. <laughs> fucking San Diego, San Francisco, LA, Seattle. Los Angeles. Terrible. <laughs> so it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Hop on the ship. Yeah. Uh those stars talk. Um I was down there Saturday night for the Chicago game. Uh first and foremost, Tanner is at home resting. Um we'll go ahead and knock that out of the way. I mean, that was the very first thing to bring up. You didn't see it. You got fucking smoked. And I I think it was more – I didn't really get to see a whole lot of the highlights. They showed it like one time on the screen, and I didn't look it up. Um, I don't know if it was more of the contact or him hitting the ice. I don't know if uh, you saw it, but – They they replayed it like once or twice. Um, I From what it looked like to me, like – it looked like he was out on his feet. Um, Damn. So I don't know. And I don't, I mean, Conley is not, he's not one of those like terribly malicious type players, or at least I don't think like he, he obviously felt kind of bad for it. Um, But I think he might've gotten him right under the chin because he looked like he was out on his feet. And then obviously, so if that's the case, then it doesn't fucking help when you smack your head off the ice. Yeah. Um, but it, I didn't think, um, just being on it, it was pretty cool to see, um, just the game kind of stay under control after that. Um, I think especially yeah. in hockey, it's very easy to see like, 
uh, a fucking retaliation cross check or to blow oh, somebody yeah. or something like that. Um, so I'm not gonna lie, I was waiting on I was waiting on the the captain to to cross check somebody or um, to to definitely throw some throw some gloves and oh yeah, uh, it was cool. We we needed bodies that game, so I'm glad we didn't. Well, I mean, we and did I, think a bunch of, and I think that might have been but, what it, what it, what kept it calm. Yeah, um, was that we needed the bodies, but yeah, I, I told my brothers, I was like, I was like, hey, I was like, someone's about to get lit up, or gloves are dropping pretty quick. I was like, I will be yeah. shocked if it doesn't, and I was shocked that it didn't happen. Um, but like you said, I mean, we needed the bodies. Thank God we didn't, especially. Fuck the first period. Um, shit, I think. You had the major right out of the fucking gate, Connolly. Um, and then they had like two more, three more minors in the first period. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I they had every bit of half of the first period, if not more, close to probably 12 minutes, down at least one man, if not two. Yeah. And we were only up two nothing at the end of the first. Like, we, I thought we were about to just blow it out of the fucking water real quick. And honestly, yeah. should have. Cause we had a we had a five on three for like it was, it was like a minute and fifty seconds. They had back. Oh shit! Hitters. It was like minute fifty four. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think they we ended up seven power plays that game. I think is what it was. But yeah, it's like you said, it's crazy. Like we had fucking Joe Pavelski on Hattie Watch ten minutes into the game. Yeah. Yeah. So I was fucking super stoked about that. I mean, obviously not about the the Carroll injury, but it's like you said, like we come out in that game and we have, I mean, we have two goals and we're just racking up power plays. And I, I thought it was going to be a fucking six, six goal game, but. Uh, oh yeah. It definitely didn't turn out that way. Yeah. Pavs two goals, first 10 minutes. And I look at my brothers. I was like, I'm chunking this fucking hat as far as I can. And I, yeah. one of my brothers, Chad, Chad's asshole. He wasn't wearing a hat. Colby, he was. Colby's like, I just got this hat today. I said, I don't give a fuck. That's what it's I think. Every going. Time. <laughs> every, every time I go to a hockey game, like, I'm just like, man, I'm like, I'm so vested in this hat. And the only thing that would cause me to fucking lose this hat would be a hattie. Oh, yeah. So even, I, even Chad Shark's ass, he, he looks at Kobe. He's like, he's like, it happens. Like, that hat's going. <laughs> yeah, that's going. That's going. In the name of the Sharks. Yeah. Uh, fucking sharks <laughs> gifts and shit. Yeah, he's an idiot. Um, yeah, we went from fucking seven straight wins to five straight losses before the Chicago overtime win. Uh, Tuesday, St. Louis, four to one loss. Turn around, go to St. Louis Friday, four to one loss. And then the four to three overtime win uh, Saturday night. Um, yeah, shout out, Jake. Congrats. You guys – not even going to try to sugarcoat it. It was two fucking terrible games. You guys beat the shit out of us. Yeah. So there's not much else to say about that. Eight to two over two games was fucking shit was ugly. Yeah. Congratulations. It's not happening again. Uh, this week, we got uh, Minnesota coming up tonight here in a little bit. Um, and then Thursday, we go back to Chicago. Gloves might drop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Conley's on that four-game sussy, and I think that's their – I think that's actually their next game. So, he's without a doubt still going to be suspended. Um, I think you definitely – Next man up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you're definitely going to see some fucking chatter. Um, I don't know if it's going to be from Debrinket or who. I don't I don't know who who's going to step up and – Take the take the Jamie Ben offer, but uh, somebody's gonna have to. So it's it, it's coming. So. so if you're if you're listening to this Tuesday, help you listen to this Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Turn on that game. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be rowdy. Yeah, I I would I feel feel pretty confident um, picking a picking a fight Thursday night, like oh, yeah. you said. Tonight we have Minnesota um, three game losing streak for them. They lost an OT to Buffalo last night, I think. Yeah, um, we're actually favorites to win this game, even though they're first in the Central. 
uh, yeah, we're minus. It was like 118 when I looked to win this game. So um, nice. ho- hopefully that stays true. Otter's in the net again. Um, Kirill's been hot. I mean, he's he's been hot for a hockey player. He's been cooling down for Kirill, but um, he gave us fits last time, four points. Yeah. Same with Matt Zuccarello. I think he's I, – I drew a little set of eyes by him. I think he's going to be more of a problem tonight. Um, so, I think for us, I'm hoping that Miro turns it around. He's been in a slump. Uh, the nice way to put it, he's been playing like shit. Yeah. Um, his, his puck handling has been subpar. Um, some of his decision makings have been a little subpar, but – I think when we play Minnesota, um, transition into our zone is very quick. And um, him and John Klingberg are both defensemen that love to follow the puck into the zone. Oh, so yeah. I think uh, we see a little more aggression out of him tonight. And I think hopefully that leads to, I mean, a point, two points, something in some way, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got a goal um, crashing the net or something tonight because i think he's he's well overdue right yeah and shit if you want to go this whole year we're 14 12 and 2 i mean if you want to go pretty much game for game klingberg's about the only one who has showed up day in day out night in night out i mean everybody else i mean jane rope joe mm-hmm Robo, everybody's hit or miss. Either they play lights out or don't do shit. Yep. Klingberg's the only motherfucker that seems like he's actually there every day, ready to go. And I don't know. And what we fucking talked about trading last year, like everybody yeah. said that. Fuck, fuck you. Glad we didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's the only one playing every day. Yeah. Every day, he's the only one that shows up ready to fucking go. Yeah, yeah. He's he's wiry and squirrely, but. Man, he's like to me. He seems like the uh, like the the ADD of hockey players. Man, like it's like he he's th- <laughs> he's thinking ahead of what his brain can process. Like some sometimes I'm just yeah. like, goddamn John, like just slow down a little bit. Like you know, uh, but it's like it's like so like, he fucking shows up consistently. I mean, he's one of the best skaters on the team. Like his oh, his yeah. fucking footwork at the the fucking point is phenomenal um so i'm i'm hoping we, we had fucking ryan Suter just pretty much throw the puck into the net the other night no shit so uh fucking 10 out of 10 for effort there he literally just <laughs> <laughs> he literally just closed his hand around that bitch and then just dropped it in the net i don't know oops <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know what y'all could see at the game but they showed the fucking replay and it was just Man, he was just, he was literally just had the puck, and he was like, "Oh fuck, I got the puck!" Just tossed it right into the net. I'm so, heading this direction. Yep. <laughs> yeah. oh, hopefully, man, that's awesome. hopefully, fucking Miro kicks it up a notch, or maybe that's the start of John Klingberg firing off. I don't know. I think yeah, we we have just like you said, plenty of people that could benefit from fucking starting something off tonight. So, oh yeah. Uh, anything left on the stars for now? Nah. Huh. The Texas Rangers. I, We're locked out. Yeah. Shocker. Um, I came up with an idea. I haven't even told Connor, but we're going to start rolling with it from here on out. We're just going to throw out either a random Ranger fact or a, um, or like a favorite Ranger memory or day or something. We, we're going to give you something, Rangers. Um, and the only reason I thought of that uh, was yesterday on December 19th, 10 years ago, we signed you, Darvish. So there's your Ranger fact of the day. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll start giving you something. I mean, there's not shit we can do with the lockout. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll start giving you facts, random ass fucking facts about the Rangers or stories about the Rangers, personal stories, yeah. favorite stories, fucking something. Yeah, as soon as we fucking see or hear shit, like 
we pass out. But you were kind of a hot topic this last week, right? You shared that the picture of Pudge that you were in, and yeah, bugging. Hey, there yeah. you go. Go check it out. It's on the page. Yeah, you're, I mean, pretty famous. So, yeah, I was in the Dallas Morning News at three years old, trying to catch a, a foul pop up from uh, Johnny Damon, but Pudge came over and robbed me. Fucking yeah. asshole. Yeah. I was trying to make a play. So that's it. I didn't I didn't hear him call me off. I didn't hear him call me off. I was going for the ball. Um Chad's dumbass is trying to go for the ball too. I, I know I called him off at three years old. Yeah. Yeah, he knew. Pudge came over and fucking stole robbed, the show. Robbed it. So yeah. <laughs> uh my Texas Heat this week, though. I'm going Reggie Bolt. Um we brought him over to be a three-point guy. I mean, and his defense, but three-point was a big one. Reggie, uh, career-wise, is 42.8% from the field. This year so far, he is 35.4. That is his worst he has ever shot. Um, other than 2014, he was hurt. Throw that out. His rookie year, he was 35.5. So he's 0.1 less. But other than that, he's been in the 40s. Um, that's field goal. I don't know. I might have said three point. That's field goal. Three point, he's at 27.4%. Um, same thing. It's the worst since his rookie year. And that was 30.1. Career, he's at 38.3. Shooting 27.4 from beyond the arc right now, the man is just struggling. Um, yeah, field goals and three points are both career lows. I mean, I love the guy. I love the pickup, and I thought it was going to be great for us, but sometimes shit just don't pan out. Hopefully it does, but he is filling my Texas heat right now, lighting a fire under his ass, get it to fucking gather. Let's go make some fucking buckets. Don't, don't even got to be threes at this point. Just make fucking shots. But if you're a three-point shooter, don't be scared. Go fucking shoot. So, I mean, I'm not going to beat your ass that hard in the fucking ground. I mean, so cheer for you. But, yeah, I mean, Reggie Bullock, time to start making some fucking buckets. Yeah. Um, hopefully this little stint he's having on this health and safety thing, maybe, I don't know, hard reset, get some things straightened out. Um, things look better. In the second half of the season for him. I'm with you. I love his defense. He's a fucking hustler. He's a crazy man. His hair's crazy. His mind's crazy. I love crazy people. You need one support. on every team. I got mad support for crazy people. Um, so hopefully he gets it figured out. Uh, the Heat for me, second line. Uh, what I'm calling second line for the Dallas Stars, they're fucking terrible right now. That's the only <laughs> way I know how to that's the only way I know how to put it. Um, that's Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. And then this weird combination of uh, Gurionov and Alex Radulov. Uh, pretty familiar names, if you know anything about hockey, especially Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan. Uh, they have 19 goals on the year. Um, that's Boy. not good for anyone who was curious about that. The first line is scoring roughly 50% of the goals for the team. So if you divide the other 50% by the other three lines, it's not comparable. Yeah. Um, so that's what I have on the hot seat. There's not a lot to say. They're all playing terrible. Um, I think Jamie Ben had one shot on goal the other night. Same with Sagan. Um, Radulov is actually on the fourth line tonight. So um, there's not a line lower than four. So yeah, don't. Um, I love him as a player. I think he is. Um, he's great. He's a good mentor for some of the younger people. Same thing with Denis Gurionov. Uh, both of those guys on another team with not as much star power, um, they're 20, 25 goal guys. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, that's the pros and cons of playing on this team. Uh, we're, we're playing on a team that has Tyler Sagan in the second line. That's, yeah. That, that doesn't happen. Like that, that across the rest of the NHL, that probably doesn't happen. Um, so that's who I have on the hot seat. Um, like I said, Rad's is fourth line tonight with two rookies. So maybe that's a mentorship move. Uh, maybe that's a little eye-opening thing. He's got one goal on the season. So maybe that changes things. Um, we'll see. 
Yeah. Pop a rads. Let's wake it up tonight. Yeah. Make us fucking feel better about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, who you got for your lone star? I got Malik Hooker, man. I think he played one of the best individual defensive games we've seen out of the Cowboys this year. Uh, five tackles, a pick, and he is just a fucking menace the whole game. He was he was involved. Um, he was around. He wasn't dropping coverage. Um, dude, especially with the, the history, the secondary history that we have as Cowboys fans, <laughs> man, it was nice to see. Um, Anthony Brown was getting heavy targets. They even talked about, like, hey, teams – no to target Anthony Brown because of DPI. Oh yeah. Um, and, and he was doing a great job um covering up with that and stuff like that. Um just it, it was a great defensive game altogether, but um I I wanted to pick one person, Molly Cooker fucking stood out. His name was constantly getting called. Yeah. Um, it's just it's a fucking a fucking pain in the ass the whole game. And that's what you want from your safeties, man. Oh yeah. And we we've talked about it multiple times about how especially early on when we started this beginning of the season, how Malik was – it was a quiet pickup, but it was a big pickup for us. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, look at what it's turned into. He's been phenomenal. Um, I mean, obviously you're overshadowed by, one, Micah Parsons, two, Trayvon Diggs. Both fuckers are getting defense player of the year votes. Um, then the de- defensive line has been dominant. I mean, there's a lot of – stuff overshadowing you. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of dominant play. Um, but love Malik Hooker back there. Like like we said, like early on, we love that pickup. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> – I'm going to pick two, and one of them is picking 11. Dan Quinn was my first. You keep a team to two field goals to six points. Keep them out of the end zone. You got a damn good chance of winning the game. So, to be honest, unless someone just plays lights out in any other fucking sport, if we keep anybody out of the end zone, I'm probably going to go Dan Quinn. But I don't even want to call this an honorable mention because it probably should have been my first because it benefits Dan Quinn. Anger, our punter. Mr. Brian Angle had four punts for 160 yards, average of 40 yards. You know how many were inside the 20? Four. You know how many inside were 10? Three. Dude, every time you punt the ball, well, first of all, punt the ball four times. If all four were inside the fucking 20 and three of them were inside the 10, Your defense don't – they got to go 90-plus yards. Yeah. And that defense looks fucking good. They're not giving up 90-plus yards. You may, you, may, you may beat them every once in a while and get a first down, but you're not going 90 yards on that fucking defense. And look what we did. We kept them out of the fucking end zone. So, Brian Anger, you're not an honorable mention. You're a lone star. You know what, Dan Quinn, I'm sorry. You had a great game. Brian Anger, there, there it is. That's Band. my one star. There, there it is. Stand alone. Stand alone. Yeah. Put her jersey watch. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. What? I mean, what, what else can you ask out of a punter? You can't. Straight. Straight. This is 40 yard average. Yeah. This is the shit we're talking about. Like, this is, this is the whole. The, the offense is a loaded gun right now. Uh, defense, special teams, like, it, once the hammer drops on the offense, see ya. So, you call us biased, say, hey, you guys are fucking Cowboys fans. Of course, you're going to say that. Fucking, I, all my mama, we'll fucking, <laughs> we'll fucking clip this shit right here and I will blow your timeline up with it once the hammer drops on this offense. If this defense keeps playing like this and the hammer drops on this offense, see ya. Yeah, be fucking scared. I'm going to be in everybody's mentions, just fucking tweeting this clip. So, hey, we'll see y'all bitches in February. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another random ass idea. We'll just, we'll start it. 
Um, we've missed two holidays so far. From now on, every time we got a holiday week episode, who do you want to hang out with on Christmas out of our four teams? Just like out of so, normal. So, so it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Who you can go to their Christmas. They can come to your Christmas. You just got to – you got the day. You, oh, yeah. fuck. This is it's, it's Christmas, though. Hmm. You want me to get up? You want me to go? Yeah, you go first. I want you to go first. I had two, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to – because they're both – they're one and the same. I'm going to go Zeke. Ooh, I feel like I feel one. like I feel like Zeke uh, is a damn good gift giver. Damn, that's good. And he's so fucking like funny and loving that he's got to be like that warm, embracing body. Like on Christmas, like like Christmas is like that lovey time. Like you just want to fucking hug everybody, right? Zeke is gonna be the guy to hug you. Like yeah, fuck yeah, like Merry Christmas, brother. Here's this badass gift that I thought hard about, and you're going to love it. Like, I guarantee Zeke does not miss on Christmas gifts. And you get Mama Zeke, who yeah. I, is just a fucking angel on Twitter. And, you know, you know, walking in the door on Christmas Day and get welcomed there, Mama Zeke is giving you the most loving hug in the world. That's, that's mine. I'm going to Zeke. I like that pick. I fuck. Who would I pick? Let's say short notice this Christmas. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the Cowboys. I'm gonna go uh like a Demarcus Lawrence. He's a family like man. It. He fucking wife and kids, always in tow, always doing fucking uh, similar to what you said about Zeke. Like we saw a little bit on Hard Knock. She's got his whole family with him. They're at yeah. the beach. They're living it up. They're taking some cheesy professional pictures. Like um, same kind of vibe. I feel like it, you know, whether you're eating, whether you're hanging out, it's laid back. It's cool. There's a big spread. Um, there's probably a ton of gifts. There's kids running around. Um, I think there's there's another side to the coin of that question that I would definitely (laughs) (laughs) probably more from like the somebody on the hockey team but uh we got other holidays (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah in a pinch in a hurry I think uh I think D-Law um and I I like that I saw like I think it was the game the other night um the Monday night game after we played like he had Trey Diggs and um, fucking a couple other defensive guys, um, Michael Parsons, and they were like, they were just eating pizza, chilling at the house. And I'm sure oh, it's a it like a Malik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. one of them. It's like there a pizza a, hut there was deal. Offensive guy too. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the company is going to be oh phenomenal. Yeah. Even if you, I mean, if you get a like a fucking Lyle Collins in there or Zach Martin, like. It's Joe Looney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just cowboy, cowboy for life. Yeah. Hey, I'll see you on April Fool's Day with that pick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was shit, man. Yeah. We got a, we got a week coming up. Um, anything left you got? No, man. Uh, holiday stuff. We're just, no. you know, uh, enjoy the time with your family if that's what you do yeah. uh, give us a listen give us a shout we hope everybody you know we got family stuff going on so we hope everybody else is able to do the same um every week yeah. man i don't know i don't know if we reach more people or not but i mean if you're driving somewhere or something like that hopefully you listen to this we're trying to put out as much stuff as possible so fucking hit us yeah. up let us know uh you know safe holiday shit like that um yeah Holiday travel is perfect time to check us out if you're a new listener. I mean, obviously, if you're a new listener, you just finished the fucking episode, but yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah we, we so appreciate it. We appreciate thanks, the drive time. <laughs> thanks for rolling the dice. It's a it's literally a fucking risk free bet. Bet. I mean, you just gamble an hour of your time. You either love us or you hate us. We're, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, fuck it. fuck it. I'm sure there's plenty of both out there. So, yeah, we're cowboy fans. We know people hate us. Yeah, give give it a whirl. Um, and as always, you know, this is cool that we get to do this. this is cool. We have a following. Um, yeah. So we uh, we appreciate that shit. So. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, everybody. Be safe, safe travels. Um, don't do nothing stupid. Cheer on the boys. Cheer on our teams. Uh, and follow us on all socials. We'll see y'all next week.